babe. Welcome back to Not Your Mama's MLM Podcast. It's your host, Leah Moore. I'm excited that you're here. I kind of hate the fact that I say that every single time I get on. Actually, every single time you watch anybody on video or any sort of thing, they're always like, oh, I'm so excited you're here. So I've got to come up with something new. And this year, we're going to work on that. We're going to find something new. But I wanted to talk about you know, the what's in between our ears today, you know, and how sometimes that can really mess up the things that we're doing in our businesses and what we truly believe is possible, not even in our business, but in life. Because as little kids, so I have an eight-year-old, right? As little kids, we are just able to dream the biggest dreams. We come up with the craziest ideas and we don't let anybody tell us that we're wrong. In fact, my son argues with me 24-7 nonstop. He will tell you that what he believes is what he believes and he is 100% right, right? It doesn't matter. Even though I as an adult know the truth of the matter and may know that, you know, what he thinks isn't really the reality or, you know, whatnot. But the truth of the matter is we get into the situation and, and we stop thinking that things are possible, right? It's not possible for me. Um, I wanted to tell you a little story about back when I was in high school. It's actually the year after, well, the year I graduated high school, I was invited um, to participate in this thing called Youth Sing Praise, which was a three-week, I think it's a three-week camp in uh, Belleville, Illinois, just, out of Saint, uh, just, just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. And they do this camp. It's a theater camp. It's a musical, actually, a musical camp. And what they do is they bring in kids from all over the country, and they bring them to one spot, and they do this musical. Well, musical theater was my passion, is my passion. I still adore it to this day. It's what I went to college for. It's what my degree is in. Um, it's what I would continue to be doing every single day of my life if I didn't have to do anything else. Like, honestly, I would just perform and be on stage and singing because I've been singing since I was knee high to a grasshopper, and I really love what I do. But this particular summer, I was super excited. I'd done two musicals with the school I was with. I was with a small Catholic school, so it wasn't really possible to do these really big, elaborate shows. But I, you know, I can remember my audition, right? So I, <laughs> I remember this is the very first time that I had to do a video audition. Like we had a little video camp. So this is before like cameras were a big thing. You couldn't just grab your cell phone and do a recording of yourself and then send it off to people. But you actually had to create a tape and you had to have an individual tape that you could actually send in to them with everything else. Now I just done a whole bunch of these four auditions for for college, so to get admission into musical theater programs and such. So I was used to what was going on, but I, you know, it's kind of nerve wracking. So I picked out a song that I um, really loved. It was from Les Mis, um, I Dream a Dream. And I, I hold myself in my, in my room, closed my door, got next to everything, and you know, pushed record, and I started singing. And I sang my little thing, and I cut it off. I didn't even, I don't even remember doing it twice. I just was like, you know what? It's done, it's done. Because I'd also learned that when you audition, you just get up and you do, and you very rarely get an opportunity to redo that audition. You might get a call back to show something else, but you always get one chance. So you just show up and do your best, and when you show up and you do your best, if it's not good enough, well, it wasn't good enough. You got to keep going, you know, go back to the drawing bar, try something new next time. Right. So I sent off my audition and a few weeks later, before the end of school, because this was before the end of school year, 
I got a, a, a reply letter back saying, congratulations, you've been accepted to the program. I was so freaking ecstatic. I'd never done an audition like that. I'd never um, gone to another state. I'd actually never ever done a musical anywhere else, but in my call, in my high schools, right? So I go down to this program and I get there really early. My mom and I drive 14 hours, I think it was, to St. Louis, Missouri. Um, instead of flying or anything that she, she drove me all the way down there and checked me in. And as I'm checking in, I'm meeting all these amazing kids, a lot of them from the local area, but there was a guy from Louisiana. There was a guy, uh, a girl and a guy from Pennsylvania that I became really good friends with. So there were kids from all over and it was just so amazing to meet all of these kids. And as I'm listening to them, I'm, I'm learning, you know, learning people that they've been at this program for four years. They've been in this, they've been doing this for multiple years and they, um, you know, they, they have an establishment essentially. So in the theater world, there is, especially when you're in an environment like in the theater, like in your high school, in high school, in college, it happens in community theaters. It happens. The shows that are selected are often selected based upon the people that are in your community and who you really want to showcase for the following year, right? So knowing this now, knowing that there's all these people that have been a part of this program for many, many years, I started to get a little worried. I mean, I had never really played a, a minor role in any of the, the productions I'd ever done up to that point. I'd never been in a chorus. I'd always been a main character. And I didn't know what to expect going into this audition. It was, was it futile for me? Because once we got down there, we had to audition again <laughs> for the actual roles that we had, like the actual roles in the musical. We did Godspell, in case anybody knows that musical. So we had to actually audition again. And, and I can't remember what the audition, you know, consisted of and all of this. That, um, and I promise you guys, this is going to apply back to MLM. I promise. I'll get there. Just hang with me. But I, I... I, I was really nervous. It was one of the first times in my life that I ever was nervous actually auditioning for something. But you know what? I said, I am good enough. You know, at first, you know, I was a first timer. I was like, I'm not good enough to do this. I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, I don't have the seniority. I have some notes here. So I'm just going to grab my notes because I know that I wrote this out because there's a reason, you know, I was afraid that others had been there forever. And so they were favored and I hadn't, you know, I hadn't earned a lead role. I hadn't been a part of their system and a part of their, you know, their, um, community. I hadn't been a part of things. And I can't expect to walk away with a lead when there's all of these kids who've been here for years who paid their dues. You know, I was like, you know, whatever. My mom always told me whenever I was getting up in a talent show or whenever I was singing in front of other people, it doesn't matter what work you put in. All of the work that you put in is there. Now just go out there and enjoy yourself. Have fun with it. And if you can't have fun with it, then don't do it. You know, working so hard and thinking so hard about it isn't going to actually help you get what you want. So I went in there, I did my best, I auditioned, and the next day, so we had a whole night to wait to find out who was actually going to get these roles. The next day, I found out that I got a main character. Do you know how excited I was? Oh my God, even right now I'm tearing up. I played the role of Peggy and with 98 kids in the chorus. 
there are 10 characters, 10 main characters in the movie Godspell or in the musical Godspell. And I was one of 10 out of about 100 kids or 98 kids that actually got a lead role. And I was just absolutely over the moon. And it was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my entire life. But now you want to know how this applies to MLM. It totally applies to MLM and your business, I promise. Because often we discredit our own abilities, right? We discredit the, the things that we are capable of doing, especially when we're surrounded by others. We look at other people who are having all of these successes, all of these things that they've done, that they've achieved, that they're amazing at, and all of a sudden we're not worthy of the same level of success. We doubt our own chances of success and we put way too, too much weight on the factors that don't actually determine our success, i.e. the number of followers that we have, uh, you know, basically putting in your dues, the amount of seniority you have, how long you've been with a company, how long, you know, the, the, the different things that we, we put weight and merit into, you know, the fact that we don't have the sales experience, the fact that we don't know how to do marketing, the fact that we don't want to bug our friends and family and don't know how, how to do anything other than that. We've never been taught any other strategies. Our success, because of that, it, it you know, a lot of times we think our success is because of what um, is created for, Okay, let me read this, guys. Hold on. Our success becomes because that what creates success for others. Oh, so we we look at you know what has created success for other people. Oh, they're and then we compare ourselves to that. This is the comparisonitis, right? I'm not pretty enough. I'm not interesting enough. I can't throw a good party. I don't know enough. I am not. I am not. I am not. I am not. We are filled with these things. Instead, guys, we have to let that go. We have to almost put up a little bubble around us and work within our bubbles to expand our bubbles. So this is what I talk about, expanding your comfort zone. Um, it, it's creating that bubble. It, it really creating the goodness that you are. And instead of just throwing our hat in the ring and saying, hey, I'm not good enough, we have to show up as we are show up with the best that we can be and allow other people to appreciate us for what we are as opposed to judging or prejudging ourselves based on everybody else that's around us like i did with the musical you know i was prejudging my abilities i was prejudging my capabilities of coming out with a lead role just based on the fact that everybody else had been there before me everybody else had had their, had put their dues in everybody else had the seniority and the popularity and all of the things that i didn't have and if we just get out of the way and stop taking a backseat to our own lives and just show up as our authentic selves, as who we truly are, we can completely blow everything out of the water. And this is how kids come to the table. They don't have any idea of how to be anything but what they are. They are one entity through and through and they show up full on, full force <laughs> every single day. So I want to just encourage you today to not allow the internal limitations that you have, that you can't start a business, that you're too old, or you're not pretty enough, or you're not successful enough, or you don't have enough followers, or you don't understand something to prohibit you from actually taking off in 2020. It's a new decade. It's a new time. And yes, there are so many things coming at you so quickly. 
but it is completely possible for you to take the reins and be the driver in your life instead of taking a backseat to what other people say that you are capable or uncapable of doing. So babes, I hope you are getting some value out of what I'm bringing to the table today. I really hope that that, that helps you, that that message made some sense and it hit home for some of you. I know even just telling the story really kind of hit home for me a little bit. It's a little therapeutic for myself to remind myself, hey, you know what? Sometimes you got to get out of your own way. You just got to show up. Just be who you are and show up, right? And people are going to love you or hate you. Either way, it's okay because you're going to find your tribe as long as you continue to show up every single day as you and not as somebody else. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I am so excited. I am. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited that you are here. If you found any value in this, please share this with your tribe. Please share this with other people that you know. Please share this out and, and also go on the, uh, your favorite podcasting channel and rate and review. Please, that helps iTunes know to put me out there. That helps uh, iHeartRadio to let other people know that there's great messages here and we are bringing a Boss Babe tribe to the next level. We are creating a whole breed of new of MLMers as we speak. Every single day from the ground floor up, we are changing the industry one person at a time. So go and do that. Have an awesome day and I love you. Bye.